Hey, congratulations sent from Caleb Williams to Cliff Kingsbury on the Washington Commanders OC position, which leads to a realization that their relationship is at a dog level. Could it mean Washington moves to draft Caleb Williams? And shaving your head to distract your opponent's free throws in a near 20-point game? Is that commitment or lunacy? Let's go around the horn. Don't touch the hair. How did he get those Both flippers done. into the stadium? Two things yeah. can be true at once, Tony. I know you hate that. That's the weapon. Washington Commanders pick number two in this year's draft, but could they be showing hand that they're going to make a play to move up to number one, possibly for Caleb Williams? Cliff Kingsbury to Washington to offensive coordinate. He spent last year as an offensive analyst with USC and Williams. Dan Quinn picking Kingsbury over retaining Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy's roller coaster of a year in Washington ends like that. But back to the draft. Chicago Bears picked number one. They interviewed Kingsbury for OC, didn't hire him. Now Washington picking number two hires him, but it's Chicago who controls some of the moving pieces. And we start there in Chicago. Courtney Cronin around the horn to you. What does Washington's hire of Kingsbury mean? It means that the speculation over the ties and the relationship between Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury is going to be talked about ad nauseum the next couple of months. But you know who controls whether they reunite? It's the Chicago Bears. They have the number one overall pick. They can draft Caleb Williams if they want to, or if they decide to move out of that pick, they can trade it to Washington or any other team. Look, the numbers are good for Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb Williams. Last season, yeah, he had 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, down downward spot downward from where he was during his Heisman Trophy year, but yards per attempt, completion percentage, passer rating is up. His work with Cliff Kingsbury has shown that Kingsbury can develop quarterback talent. So whether it's Caleb Williams or someone else there at number two, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, whoever's available, the Washington Commanders feel that they are in a better spot to develop their quarterback of the future with Cliff Kingsbury as their OC. George Sedano, your read on this? Tony, as someone who watched a lot of USC games this year, I didn't feel like Caleb Williams was better this particular season. So, yeah, some of the numbers may show some improvement, but overall they didn't win more games, and even his statistical numbers in a lot of categories were down. And with Cliff Kingsbury, I feel like this is where he should have started when he moved from college to the pros. I don't think he was ready to be a head coach. Kyler Murray even recently took a swipe at him. I don't feel like that relationship was on great terms, or he left that one on great terms. Uh, remember, that team started 10-2 and two and then completely collapsed under Kingsbury, and now the quarterback is trashing him as he's been gone for over a year. So I, I do think it will incur some speculation, but again, I just don't see where where Caleb Williams to Washington is some sort of lock because of Cliff Kingsbury. Right, guys, Sola? Yeah, the Chicago Bears will determine where Caleb Williams goes because they could always take him or they could trade that pick. But Cliff Kingsbury, let's be fair here, the guy, you know, in college, he had Mahomes for a bit. He had Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. The first two years there, the numbers were good. He just worked with Caleb Williams. Washington knows they're getting a young quarterback. So hire a guy that has that success with young quarterbacks. For me, it makes all the sense in the world. David Dennis Jr., uh, first of all, I want to acknowledge a very Washington Commanders thing of having the press conference for Dan Quinn today on the anniversary of when uh, they blew the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. It's a very, uh, you know, that's just uh, an interesting thing that they have going on. But besides, 
Yeah, very separate Sarah Dibbins. But besides that, on the big picture, this does not make a whole lot of sense. When you're talking about a, a looking for an offensive coordinator who can develop a young generational quarterback, they have that in Eric Bieniemy. He has done that and proven to do that with Patrick Mahomes. And right now, he is still on the website as being hired. They never even announced that they were getting rid of him. I don't understand what Kingsbury can or has done that puts him above Bieniemy for a position like this. Kingsbury has never had a top 10 offense. Towards the end of that run with the Cardinals, opposing defenses were saying that his play calling was becoming predictable. So I'm not sure why you feel like you need to make that move when you already had somebody who can do what they're looking for. I want to say this. There's been a lot of noise out there about where Caleb Williams does and does not want to go that's come from everybody but Caleb Williams. There was a speculation last week that he doesn't want to go to the Chicago Bears. His coach, Lincoln Riley, was on the Pat McAfee show today and said that he believes that that's all a smokescreen, mm-hmm. that Caleb mm-hmm. is a competitor, he wants to win, and he doesn't care about the location. So I think taking that actual sourced reporting right there from somebody who has worked with Caleb Williams is pretty Probably what we should be doing more than just hearing the hearsay and taking it as fact that he doesn't want to go to Chicago and would prefer to go to Washington because we're connecting dots since he's from the D.C. area. Frank, I saw the last word. Well, you know, Kingsbury was with Mahomes in college. And let's remember, Andy Reid was willing to move up in the draft. Everyone else could have moved up in the draft to get Patrick Mahomes. And Andy Reid took him. So, you know, David, to be fair, Kingsbury had him first. And I think everyone kind of wants to take credit for Mahomes, including Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They all are certainly linked to it. But Cliff Kingsbury did work with him first. David, I'll give you the last word. Uh, yeah, he, he worked with him, but he also has worked with other young quarterbacks, and you've seen that, that those things have imploded, especially when we look at the way that Kyler Murray did. I'm just saying that there's just not enough there that shows that he should be in this position above somebody like the enemy who has actually won in these positions. We've been horned. We'll move on. Super Bowl week. Let's go around that horn. Teams arrived last night. They're staying 25 miles off the Vegas Strip, definitely for the best. Here's the news of the day as San Francisco's team walkthrough is going on at the league-designating practice field at UNLV. That the field there is grass laid on top of artificial turf, and it doesn't feel right. It's too soft, according to the 49ers. Now, I'm going to be speaking nerdy to you. Make you tremble like Gregor Mendel, all right? The Clegg test, which determines firmness, strength, and grip in regards to impact for gravity on a playing surface, has been measured at the UNLV field at 50G, which is passable by NFL standards. But San Francisco wants 70G. 49ers are only at that field because they were the designated road team. KC is practicing at the Raiders facility where the Clegg test is verified at 80. And one more thing, you'll remember last year's playing surface in the actual Super Bowl game was very much scrutinized. So I ask you, George Sedano, what the Clegg is going on here? Tony, I'm not an agronomist, but you know what? You mentioned last year. How about the, the sod father get a mulligan here, okay? He had one bad day. Give that man some dew. Bring that man to Vegas because, lo and behold, I don't know if you've been to Vegas, it's hard to put grass on top of a surface in the desert. That doesn't work out so well more times than not. But ultimately what I'll say is this. Just make this simple. Schedule them both in the Raiders facility at different times and solve the problem that Right, guys, Sola? You know, usually when we're talking about San Francisco and grass, it has nothing to do with the playing surface. But I will tell you this. Soccer teams have done this. Light it up, Where they come over, when they played at American football stadiums, they bring the international teams over, they lay the turf 
uh, the real grass on the turf. It's an absolute disaster. But I would also say this about San Francisco. How dare you? Should we call the Cowboys? Should we call the Giants about how many times they had to go to Candlestick and play in that mess of a field? So guess what? It happens. Get used to it. David Dennis Jr. Ancient history there from Isola. Go ahead, David. On uh, the idea uh, that could San Francisco feel already like they're at a disadvantage. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a, there's a couple reasons where this really doesn't make a ton of sense from the NFL standpoint. One, apparently they laid that grass over there last week when it's something that apparently needs to be happening way back in December for it to settle in and be a lot more right. safe for these players. But also the big issue is I don't understand why you have to designate a pseudo home team and pseudo road team based on what year, what, um, you know, alternating gears for the NFC and the AFC. Uh, you know, as George said, just work ahead of schedule where they both play in the best field. There shouldn't be any disadvantages on neutral field for a Super Bowl game when you've made it this far. Mm -hmm. And Courtney Cronin, do you believe there's any disadvantage here for San Francisco? No, not necessarily, because both teams are practicing on grass. The Raiders have grass at their facility. Grass was laid over artificial turf at UNLV. Unlike the questions that Roger Goodell is going to get at his press conference about the player safety element with some of the playing surfaces and stadiums, the ACL tears that have been up astronomically over the last couple of years, this is more of a preference issue from what's being reported. But it's interesting because reportedly the 49ers equipment staff and grounds crew had went out to UNLV last week. So this is not the first they're seeing of it. If this was such an issue back like when they knew it immediately, why didn't they try to make some sort of alternative arrangement before getting here. out to Vegas? Well, I would actually say that the league should have investigated this even further back. They knew the Super Bowl was going to be there. They knew UNLV was going to be one of the practice facilities. They should have gone to both teams and addressed it. Hey, how do you want the turf on that particular field? So they erred in that particular and Frank, I sold it All right, but on day one, is it the right tone to set to be complaining? I'm an expert at complaining. I don't think it's a good thing for the 49ers to be doing yeah. right before the big game. Already complaining on day and you're one. You're an expert at telling people to get off your lawn them. as well, Frank. There you go. Thanks. Thanks. Get, off my, get off my new turf that's over the turf. Uh, we'll take a break because that was our horn, but it's not the only playing surface revealed today. Did you guys see the NBA All-Star? What the clag is this? cool. Look, I mean, they're playing on Tron here for the skills competition. I love it. 49ers hate it. <laughs> Isola and Kalashoff definitely hate that. There's no question. Two video games for them. I like it for All-Star. For All-Star, it's not bad. Mm. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Quote, it's ridiculously bad. End quote. Who said it? About what? Frank Isola about everything. Yeah. <laughs> that is my line. Doc Rivers said it about I've, being I've named Eastern Conference All-Star coach after his one and only win with Milwaukee. Sedano, that is a great line. Boston's Joe Mazzulla ineligible this year because he did it last year, so it goes to the coach of the two seed. George, is this bad, ridiculously bad, or not so big a deal to worry about at all? It's not really that big of a deal, but if you're the NBA next season, you should put in, like, some term limits where if a guy gets fired, the coach who – uh, supplants him must be in for at least 30 days. Uh, okay, 30 so now we got a rule on top of a rule on top of a rule. Courtney Cronin, what is this? I can understand why Doc Rivers doesn't want this. It doesn't feel right. Teams one and three since he took over. They came back from a 25-point deficit the other night to beat Dallas. It doesn't feel like a distinction. First off, no coach really wants to do this. He'd rather be on vacation, but it just doesn't feel like he's earned it. I agree with George. I think they need to change the rule to where they let go of the fact that if you are the number one seed, you can coach this game in back-to-back years like Joe Mazzola would be able to do if the rule was David Dennis Jr.? Actually, they actually shouldn't change any rules because this probably will never happen again. We don't see this stuff where a coach in this position oh. loses their job in the first place. It's very rare. Uh, so uh, in terms of this situation, I'm kind of put off by the way that Milwaukee and Doc Rivers, them are treating this like, oh, this is just a random thing. It's sort of silly. You created this. You fired the guy. You all worked together to get rid of him in this position. Their biggest problem is the fact they gave up 40 points and only scored 13 in the fourth quarter against Utah and Giannis is already storming off the court. That's the okay. bigger Okay, Frank Isola on Doc Rivers All-Star yeah, coach. George, George blew it. He should have said have the guy that coached the finals last year. This way his boy Eric Spolstra could be coaching. They do that in baseball. <laughs> but ridiculously bad David is right. A 40 to 13 fourth quarter. They're one and three. But here's the thing about the coaches. What about the other assistant coaches who were there from the beginning of the year? You get a pretty big bonus. That means a lot to them. So Doc, right? just send all those okay. assistant coaches. Well, that's who well cares who's coaching the game? Um, Tone, it's not that rare, by the way. David Blatt, this happened to David right. Blatt in 2016 okay. yeah. with Ty Lue. So How about the rare. fans voting a coach? How about that? And then you have opposing fans voting okay. in the opposing rival's Tom coach because they want him working instead of getting a, uh, a vacation. That would be pretty great. We'll move working on. Buy or sell two. Recruiting. Meniscus procedure for Joel Embiid. Still no timeline. It's been a week now. Still no timeline. They won't know until after the procedure's completed. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting, though, the Sixers told him the door isn't closed on Embiid returning, which sounds pretty grave, actually, when you say it like that. Cordy, have your expectations of this change since this first came out last week? 
My expectations for what they should do at the trade deadline have. They have to straddle the fine line of being patient, but also trying to make sure they don't fall into play-in territory. Because when you have a team right now that's the five seed in the East, a couple games ahead of Orlando, like you don't want to put yourself back further because there's no guarantee right now that Joel Embiid's going to be healthier in the 2025 postseason if you ride this thing out and don't do anything. We saw last time he had a partial meniscus removed from his knee in 2017. He didn't come back that year. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, I just don't know what kind of move they have at the trade deadline that can make a huge difference. This is about a team trying to pull it together without him being, despite the fact they have a negative five point differential without him this season. That's 15 points worse than when he's on the court. If Maxi and those guys can pull something together and they're still roughly in the same position, then yeah, bring it back. But if they're in the play-in, they really may have to consider cutting their losses. Mm. Frank Isola, is that how you see it this week? Yeah, I, I can see them falling out of the top six, which makes it a lot tougher. They're four and ten without him, so I don't. Th this is bad. And remember, too, for Joel Embiid, he's yet to get out of the second round. So when you win MVP, you're, st you're going to start getting judged on how you do in the postseason. I think he'll come back, but they're going to be seated low. It's going to be tough to win multiple. George Sedano. Tony, I could see them potentially in the play-in as well because Indiana, Cleveland, and Miami all have easier. Uh, strengths of schedule moving forward than Philadelphia. But as far as him coming back, even if they were in the plan, I thought like David, until I did some actual journalism, Tony, I text somebody that would know. I said, if they're in the plan, will Joel come back? And they said, quote, absolutely. So he would play. Okay. Well, that's good for your journalism. I did some actual memory, and I remember a team playing in the play-in last year, making the NBA Finals. Yeah, the finals. How did nobody bring that on up before? He keeps dismissing... We'll move on. Buy or sell three. College. Who are you buying is the most impressive team after this weekend of top ten action? The nominees are number two, Purdue, over number six, Wisconsin. Or maybe you will say that they walked past them. Or maybe you'll say number three, <laughs> UNC, over number seven, Duke. Number eight, Kansas, over number four, Houston. Number five, Tennessee, beat number ten, Kentucky. Of course, you could say number one, UConn. David, most impressive. I'm going to go with the team that has the best player, Zach Edian, in Purdue. Even though he only only had 18 and 13, which is about as bad as he's going to uh, going to play, um, they still look good. But even that time, he scored uh, through his career now. He has 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 200 blocks, and shoots no, 60%. The only two other players to do that, David Robinson and Patrick Ewing. I'm going with the best player in the country right now carrying that team. Right, guys, solo. But, David, as you know, they have so many disappointments when it comes to the NCAA tournament. The team that doesn't seem to disappoint, Danny Hurley and UConn. They're number one defending champs, 10 in a row. They smoke St. John's at the Garden. I'm taking UConn. George Dana. Uh, Tony, look, UNC was impressive. Kansas was certainly impressive, but I'm going with Purdue as well. They are 5-0 against top 10 teams this mm. season. Nobody's even close to that number. Cordy Cronin. I'm going with Kansas. They're perennially in that one seed territory. They took a step closer to getting there, beating the number one defense at home on Saturday night in Houston. And I just, I look at Johnny Furphy, this freshman from Australia who has arrived. Bill Self has been looking for that reliable fifth score. He found it in his freshman this week. Okay. One thing, uh, Frank, you had uh, disparaging remarks about Purdue failing in the tournament. The last time a number one seed lost to a 16, came back the next year, and won it all. Won it all. Once again, Virginia. that's memory, not just journalism. <laughs>
Cordy Crone and David Davis Jr. Thanks for your time today. Sedano versus Isola. There's your showdown. Uh-oh. Next. Rivalry week. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Wings. The big numbers from the weekend. Juju Watkins scored 51 Friday night to beat Stanford. Steph Curry scored 60 in an overtime loss to the Hawks. George, which number is bigger, 51 or 60? Tony, it's 51, but there's an even bigger number. 519 for Juju Watkins in 19 games, which is what Caitlin Clark did in her first 19 games. We're witnessing the new Caitlin Clark. Right, guys, Sola? 51 points for Juju Watkins, and that happens on the road against a good Stanford team. I watched Caitlin Clark play on Saturday night. She had 38, missed an easy layup, which would give her 40. I was there. Let's focus on Juju Watkins and Steph Curry here. This doesn't need to be about Caitlin Clark. She scored 51 points of 67 for her team to beat the number four team in the country. Curry scored 60 of 100 and whatever it was in overtime. There's no comparison. 51 is greater than 60. We'll move on. Feeling someone grab your jersey, then swiping at them without looking, then realizing it's Morgan Freeman. Auburn's Janai Broom. A wide range of emotions there, save for Morgan Freeman, I'm sure. How do you feel about seeing this, Frank? What in the name of Andy Dufresne and Miss Daisy is Morgan Freeman doing? But I'm going to tell you what he's doing. He thought the player was going to fall back into him. So he's doing that to protect himself. No harm, no foul. It was actually a nice moment was all said. Tony, you can't tug the jersey. I get put in the hand up, but you can't tug the jersey. There's the fan conduct rule. But I do like Janai's redemption afterwards. Is that a Shawshank? Okay, that's one step. I like what you're doing there, Mr. Uh, Sedano. We'll give you the point. We'll move on. Showdown three. You've seen the video. Here it is again. Oakland fans shaving their heads to distract their opponent's free throws. For the season, Cleveland State shoots about 65%. They were a few ticks below that in this game, 61%. But it was a near 20-point game. Was it worth it, George? Absolutely worth it. You win. You're the swim team. You're getting your head shaved anyway. You go do it, and you got the W. Perfect. Right, guys, Sola? Never touch the hair, especially when your team is already up 19. <laughs> save it for another game. The game was already I agree with you, Frank. You're going to save this for the conference tournament. I didn't know it was the swim team. George Sedano doing some reporting there. Once again, journalism. Get Sedano the face time. Thank you, Tony. I want to take a second to mention L.A.'s other basketball team that doesn't really get a lot of love, which is the Clippers. Uh, They started 0-5 after their James Harden trade. They've only lost five games since. They've been the hottest team in the NBA. And this, I know people are going to laugh, is absolutely their best chance to win a championship. James Harden playing point guard frees up Kawhi and Paul George to do things offensively and defensively because they got energy to do it. Russell Westbrook going to the bench. It's great. Ty Lue, the best coach in the Western Conference right now. Shout out to the Clippers. An L.A. guy doing an L.A. FaceTime. We've never seen that before. Congrats, yeah. George. We'll see you tomorrow. Full